Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from September the 10th, 1988. We hope you enjoyed not only last week's episode, but the Clash of the Champions that Doc and I did that aired as well. Uh, So if you didn't uh, get to listen to the Clash, remember, you can become a patron and listen to it there. But for now, I'm sitting here with Hardbody Harper and not Doc Turner. That is right, everyone. Doc is depressed. The Cowboys have missed the playoffs. He was here last week, but they shit the bed, and he did not want to join Harper and I because he's miserable. Uh, Harper, how are you? Where fucks Lance? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I did a show with him last week, too. That's up for patrons. But uh, uh, Lance wasn't too depressed about the Cowboys, although I think SMU shit the bed in their in their bowl game. I remember. I don't even know either. You know, it gets down to bowl season, Hopper, and I got to be honest, back in the day, I'd probably watch a bunch of them. Now I'm like, yeah. if it's not the playoffs, I don't even know if I'm interested. I know. They said this is the lowest uh, attendance. It was the second lowest attendance Sugar Bowl ever. I saw that. There was barely over 50,000, and I questioned that number. Yeah. Because there were, like, huge sections in the Superdome that had no one there. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty empty. So, uh, all right. So, uh, I don't know, Hopper. How was your New Year's, man? Did you you get drunk? You drink some White Claws or do any banging and anything like that? I drank some beer and and shot a fuck a a bunch of fucking fireworks, like an asshole. And nice. That was it. Uh, and then I saw you. You took a picture with, with Luke's old lady, and you said something. Fuck, man, that's my old lady. What did the caption of the picture say? If they're brown, I'm down. <laughs> you know how it is. He might be down, but Mama Hopper ain't down. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, dog. <laughs> Christopher, she's a little dark. No, Mama, she's just Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hopper, did you see the new Star Wars? Yeah, I saw it. What'd you think? The Ewoks. What about them? They had the Ewoks in it for like a second. That's the only thing I wanted to see. Oh, come on. Bruh. That's the whole thing. I'm like, bro, they better have the fucking Ewoks in this shit. Because you never heard from those motherfuckers since Return of the Jedi. And I'm sitting there watching. Huh? I didn't think about that. That's true. 
you never seen them in none of them but Return of the Jedi. And I was with this chick, and I'm like, man, they better show the fucking Ewoks in this shit. They better show the fucking Ewoks. And I was like, thank God they showed the fucking Ewoks. So I got a question. Everybody complaining uh, about it. What did you think? Did you think it was uh, bad? Did you think it was good? Or it was just whatever? I mean, it's fucking Star Wars, bro. I mean, what do you want, bro? What do you want? You think, fucking people work, Star Wars. you think people work themselves up into a shoot over it? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Get a fucking life, man. <laughs> Damn. I mean, get a job. Go, go get a fucking hobby or something. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Out of all the shit that happens in this world every day, this is what you're disappointed about, motherfucker? It's fucking Star Wars? Get the fuck out of here. The fuck? I wish I had your fucking problems. (laughs) The fuck? That's nice. I'm just saying. I thought it was fine, man. I, I... You know, I don't... I mean, I didn't hate it. I mean, it it was Star Wars. I mean, what do you want from me? It it, it was... It was yeah. Star Wars. I would have liked to have seen all the Jedi show up at the end with your girl. Like fucking like uh, Obi-Wan and fucking Yoda and the whole fucking crew show up and fucking help her out or something. Like all of them. But see, like even here's like the... Samuel L. Jackson and shit. Here's the thing that I think, and I, I this is just my observation. Like, so... I think part of the thing with Star Wars is, and if you're not a Star Wars fan, just look at the timestamp and hit down to the <laughs> to when this show is going to start, the main portion of the show. But I think the thing with Star Wars that kills me is, I feel like people they want, like they they embrace the old stars like you're talking about, like Obi Wan, Yoda, all that stuff, and yada yada yada. But the thing about Star Wars is, you got to actually build new baby faces and heels, and so like at some point you have to let those other characters go. In the same way yeah. you have to with wrestling, and you have to build those new characters and stars like you know Ray and and all these other new these new heroes in Star Wars. So, like I, I will tell you this though, they in my opinion, I don't want to see another one for many many years. I don't no. care if it's ten years. I don't, it's over until well, they do fucking prequels and shit. You say it's over until Disney decides. Well, we paid X amount of dollars for this. Now we got to put some more shit out. I just couldn't stand your boy, bro. Han Solo and, and uh, Princess Leia's kid. That dude was garbage, bro. As a heel, he was like fucking the fucking Russian assassin or some shit. Like, go home, bro. Get the fuck out of here. But you're comparing him to Vader. That's the problem. I know. And, and nobody's going to be. Nobody's gonna here's be, the thing, uh, bro. When you show up in all black and you got the mask on with some fucking voice. You got the red lightsaber. Who else am I going to compare you to, motherfucker? Good point. That's a good point. All right. So, in a nutshell, if you had to rate it like we do Saturday night shows, um, what would you give it? A, uh, B, I C? guess the eight, the B. You give it a B? Yeah, that's fine. I give it a B plus. It was Star Wars. You know, I sat down and watched it, and that was that. Yeah, I didn't have to get up and piss once. Man, so I hate going to the movie theater now just for that reason. Yeah, no, huh? Because now that I'm in my 40s, man, a two-hour movie holding for, for that long is is a, is a that's a, that's an accomplishment, man. 
Yeah, because I was getting cokes, and she's like, man, you got a large? It's like, yeah. She's like, you're going to have to pee. I'm like, I don't care. And I didn't have to get up and go piss once. So I didn't even get a drink because I didn't want to have to pee. And sure enough. So, All right. Uh, anything else, Hopper, you want to talk about before we get into this week's episode? No. Well, I do want to mention a couple things. Look, uh, uh, if you got those Amazon gift cards for Christmas, please use our Amazon link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. And then also a couple of shout outs to our largest Patreon contributors monthly, disrespectfully, Classy, Marky, Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you for your patronage each and every month. No Docaholic Spotlights this week because the Doxter is not here. So Hopper and I will jump right into NWA Saturday Night, again from September the 10th, 1988. Uh, oh, no, we can't do that. I got to give the shout outs first, man, because oh. it's been a couple of weeks. So first off, you're going to like this, actually. Um, I was thinking about this. We haven't done actually Patreon shout outs, new patrons in a couple in two weeks now. And that's because if you haven't followed along, we pre-recorded a bunch of stuff before Christmas and New Year's. So it's been actually about two weeks since Hopper, Doc and I have recorded anything. So there's that. So with that said, let me shout out a couple of people. Wayne, no last name was given when you signed up on Patreon, but thanks, Wayne, for signing up on Patreon. We appreciate it. New patron. Jimmy Espy, longtime listener and frequent contributor in our BTT Facebook group. Thanks, Jimmy, for joining Patreon. Isaac Pendley, longtime listener and now new BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member. Thanks, Isaac, for signing up. We appreciate that. Craig Walston, one of my live PD buddies out there. Welcome back, bud. Thanks for signing up and again on Patreon. Craig, uh, Craig, not Craig, Greg Rhea, longtime listener as well. Thanks for making a move to Patreon. Steven Javorski bumped up his pledge, Hopper, so he could get those Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views and... The Clash of the Champions. Go Browns. You got anything you want to tell Stephen while I'm on his name? He's a he's a patron now? Oh, he's been a patron, but he was on Podbean. He moved over to Patreon. Well, that's good. Nothing else. That's your buddy. You don't want you you don't you don't have anything else to say about him? Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay. Danny Zegan, thanks to you as well for signing up on Patreon. And Chris Zaha, I cannot remember if I shouted you out last time or two weeks ago when I was giving out shout outs. So my bad if I did. If I didn't, there you go. Chris Zaha, thank you again for bumping up your pledge. All right, Hopper, <clears throat> let me clear my throat and let's get into this week's episode of Saturday Night on TBS. Uh, we see a clip at the very opening of the show. I know you didn't do The Clash with us. That was Ivan Koloff versus Ricky Morton from The Clash of Champions that we did last week. Uh, if you want access to that, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You get all the, the Clash of Champions and whatnot that we've done there. And then we head from that clip straight to the studio. Uh, Harper, would you like for me to tell you what happened in that match so you know? Because uh, I, I, don't, I don't think you had a chance to watch it. Well, the, the, I saw the highlights. Okay, so yeah, I basically... Um, you know, Ivan got, gets the boots put to him at the end of it, and Ivan yeah. is now a baby face. So that's uh, that's where we're at with that. So okay, we then jump from that straight to the first match on the card. It is the Midnight Express versus Gary Royal and Mike Jackson Hopper. You got anything from that matchup? No, yeah, they just beat the shit out of them. Basically, and that was it. Yeah. Um. We then get uh, J.R., Tony, and David Crockett. They talk about John Ayers being the special referee for Lex Luger and Ric Flair. And we will hear from John Ayers later. 
Hopper, hold your thoughts on John Ayers. Uh, we'll talk about his promo that he cuts later in the episode. I do want to tell everyone, though, if you listen to the Clash of Champions and you're a Patreon member, that promo he cut, the first one in the Clash, was terrible. And you'll hear Doc and I talk all about it there. It was not good, though, and I'll leave it at that. Sting in the next match defeats Tommy Angel. Hopper, any thoughts Ugh. from Sting and Tommy Angel? Dude, Sting's fucking... Oh, bruh. It almost makes me think, how how did he not get fired? <laughs> it's just, his fucking promos are so bad. I, I've said this a million times. So I'm sorry to repeat myself. He was for the kids. I, dude, it's... And... And you see, like you, you've seen Luger improve. Sting still does the the, the same goofy promos. I'm not going to argue with you there, um, but I I want to say this: remember the first Clash of Champions, Sting versus Ric Flair, and how great that match was, and how well he did there. Can he talk? Can he cut promos? Well, for no. us, nah. For kids. I think they probably were buying it, and he was, he was for the kids. He wasn't for the, yeah. for the adults. I, he, the thing about his promos, because we're older now, to us they don't hold up as well. Hell, flares no. and everybody else's do, and in Orange do, but Sting's they they just don't. He was for the kids though. I keep saying it. I don't want to repeat it, but it's very much true. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. His. Was he like this when he was with when he was in uh, the UWF or whatever? No, because Gilbert did all the talking for him. Eddie Gilbert. Even when he was with the uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, they, I could show you a promo from their time there, where Eddie is cutting a promo for him, and him and Ultimate Warrior, which their names were uh, Blade Runner, Rock, and. Shit, of course it's gonna slip the, my mind. Anyway, the, uh, Dingo Warrior. No, the Warrior was actually Blade Runner. Blade Runner Rock. That was his, oh. that was his name. But uh, anyway, they they're cutting this promo as the Blade Runners. They're not cutting it. Eddie Gilbert's cutting it for him, and they're in the back snarling and growling. <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible. Uh, Matter of fact, hold up. If you got a second, I I I, I will right. pull it. I will pull this up and show it to you. Let me let me see if I can find it. Cause cause you're right. He's about to cut a promo here. That's um. And I know you can't see my screen because I got Google Chrome open. Uh, let me let me find this thing real quick. Cause it's who trained the warrior? That's what I've always wondered. Um, I thought they came through. Um, what's his name? School out in California. Oh, okay. Of course, I'm drawing a blank because I say what's his name. Uh, let me see. Blade Runner thing. Uh, let me, let me, let me, here it is. <laughs> uh, copy like yours. Put this in there for you. Here, watch this. See if I can get some audio on it. Oh, damn, ad's gonna play first. But this is, um, yeah, they were Blade Runner Sting and Blade Runner Rock. At least that's what I remember their names as. Uh, let me get to it, and you'll hear them. They, they start growling and snarling. Here it is. It seems they're always doing it. They're always trying to find ways to back me up right against the wall so they don't think I can do anything about it, and they think I just don't forget about it. 
where people are not. You think this is a great plan, don't you? You're busting the Blade Runners up for mm. one particular match. <laughs> against Ted DiBiase, <laughs> our great young, young hero of wrestling. Well, Ted DiBiase, let me tell you, they picked you to go in the ring one-on-one against Rock. Well, brother, I have not one thing to say to you, and that is, I feel very, very, very sorry for you. And that comes from the very bottom of my heart, because this you hear him growling in the back? Yeah, that's at the UNO Lakefront Arena. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a local promo for um for uh the arena. What's the banner say behind him? The Crockett Cup? Yeah, that was the Crockett Cup. So that was right. That was '86. Man, but look at him. Look at both of them, and they're growling. So Eddie's doing all the talking, and they're just they're just growling. I guess they're trying to make like an alter, like the uh like a road warrior. Like a Dollar Tree Road Warrior I, the, tag team. And I never made that connection if that's what they were really trying to do. <laughs> I never made that connection. I just looked at them as a couple of muscle-bound dudes who just growled and snarled when Eddie Gilbert would cut promos. But, you know, that's UWF in 86. Sting, here, Sting is just kind of meh at best. and I, I yeah. don't really have anything to say. I mean, he's... Well, good. I liked him, uh, but I, I can tell you his promos aren't all that great. Now, yeah. So after after Sting's match, we go to um, don't we go to Lex? We go to Luger, and I felt like Luger was pretty much meat and potatoes. First, Jim Crockett Jr. comes out and he announces that John Ayers is going to be the special referee for Luger and Flair, and then Lex comes in and he says that he likes the fact that. Uh, Ayers will be the ref, and Luger is happy and thinks it's uh it's only right and it's only fair. I thought this was a solid promo by Lex. It went on kind of long, but uh, definitely solid. What did you have from it, Harper? Yeah, that wasn't bad. And Jim Crockett goes to a tanning bed, huh? Doesn't he look kind of dark? Yeah. Must be out at the sun at his beach house or something. I don't know, man. He's looking pretty tanned, though. I agree. Yeah. All right, Ron Simmons then defeats Bob Riddle. We then get another PSA from Ron Simmons after his uh, match where he's talking about, uh, you know, steroids and he's giving a, basically a drug PSA out and saying don't do drugs, boys and girls, and I don't really have anything else from it, Hopper. Do you? Why? Say no to drugs, man. This is the time frame. I guess. Did you say no to drugs during this time, 1987? I, oh, yeah. Did you? You were straight lace? I, I mean, Nancy Reagan taught me well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the drug. Have you ever seen that show on on Netflix called Narcos? Nah. Oh my God, that would be right up your alley. That's all, all I right. can say. It's uh, you gotta watch it. It and the only reason I say that is because I completely when I hear anything about the drug war, I think of that show. And I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil it for you. It's a hell of a right. series on Netflix, so it's a, it's, a, it's a good watch. All right. We keep the show moving, and trust me, we will get into some promos shortly. Don't worry. We've got some coming up. Uh, just the first couple weren't worth playing. We get Ron Simmons. Like I said, he, d- he did his promo and gives our drug PSA. And then we get the Fantastics, who defeat Lee Scott and Jerry Price. Harper, any thoughts on Lee Scott and Jerry Price losing to the Fantastics? Uh-uh. And me either. It was pretty much uh, your general squash match. All right. Yeah. So give me a second. I'll get it queued up. We're going to go to John Ayers now. This is the 
This is the guy who's going to be the referee for the Luger and Flair uh, heavyweight title match coming up in the future. Uh, do you remember this guy, Harper? No. 49ers player. That's why I asked. Okay. They claim he was a, a lineman? There's no fucking way. Yeah, a left guard, I think he was. Look how fucking skinny he is. Okay, well, first, you're comparing you're comparing NFL athletes back then to now. Because I, I looked at him and I was like, okay, he's a tight end. That's what I There were linemen in the NFL in the 70s and 80s that were 270 pounds. God, probably lighter than that. They're probably smaller smaller than me. They, there were 250-pound linemen back then. Uh, I don't think people realize how much larger men are now. And it's a lot of it's because of nutrition and the amount of muscle they're putting on their bodies. But there were, I mean, I, I've got, you know, again, this is on baseball cards and football cards. I've got football cards from the 80s where, like, linemen and defensive linemen are, are 250, 265 pounds. That, Imagine that guy trying to block a uh, refrigerator Perry. Right. Who's, you know, 400. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, what a fucking, that dude was huge, man. All right, well, let's go to John Ayers now. Uh, he, he does look slender right here, uh, but let's go to John Ayers now and see what he has to say. Here it is. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Superstation. Jim Ross, David Crockett, and Tony Schiavone. This man, of course, no stranger to fans of the National Football League. He was the starting left guard for the 49ers for almost a decade. Number 68, John Ayers, right here with Tony Schiavone. And, John, welcome to the National Wrestling Alliance. Thank you. Okay, John, let's talk about what Mr. Jim Crockett came out here and, of course, Lex Luger. And we're talking about the Ric Flair and Lex Luger situation, no doubt the hottest match in professional wrestling. And Luger said we need a referee that can physically take the pounding or the intimidations from a guy like Ric Flair. And I know this is a very special match around the country between Ric Flair and Lex Luger. You know, this is really the, ch uh, the match of a lifetime. Uh, Rick's been in the situation many times. Lex, you know, he's, it's an opportunity he's worked for all his life. And when Jim Crockett called me and asked me to be the third man in the ring for this match, you know, I really jumped at the opportunity because I think I can do a good job. I've been in the situation before. You know, several years ago, I was a similar match between Dusty Rhodes and Harley Race down in Tampa. Right. And uh, impartial <laughs> referee, I guess, is, is what I'd be. And, I, you know, I've don't think I'd be intimidated by either one of them. Well, we talk about intimidation, you know, not too long ago, as a matter of fact, this past week, uh, Ric Flair, and, you know, he's a man who, who likes to intimidate people, and, and you and Ric Flair had a little verbal confrontation. Is that going to affect any way at all when you think about going to this match, the way you're going to referee this match between Ric Flair and Lex Luger? No, not at all, Tony. Uh, you know, spending the time that I spent in the NFL, you get used to the verbal in uh, intimidation. It's... Uh, Something you can't pay any attention to, you won't last very long. And I don't think it'll affect me in any way at all. I'm sure, and, and Jim Crockett will echo this and fans around the NWA, that when you're in the ring with Ric Flair and Lex Luger, not only will you not be physically intimidated, but of course we're going to see a very fair match. I won't let either one of the wrestlers intimidate me. I'm going to make the calls that I think I need to make. Whether they be right or wrong, they'll be impartial. And by no means... You know, we'll tolerate any interference from anybody outside of the ring. Okay, John, thank you very much, and good luck in the ring with those two men. Thank you. Okay, John Ayers, you know, people say that for 10 years...
All right, Harper, what are your thoughts on this guy's promo well, ability? I Googled him, and he's half the size he was when he was playing. Okay, so what was he when he was playing? What was his playing he, with? I mean, I was just looking at pictures of him, and he was a big, huge fucking guy. Okay. So he lost weight after his playing days. Yeah. Okay. I think I he's mean, deceased. I think he's... I, yeah. I don't, I don't, okay. He died in 95. Okay. That, okay, that, that makes sense. Um, He's a tall dude, but, I mean, I guess yeah. he just had more mass on him. All right. Uh, I mean, I mean the promo is, is what you expect from someone that's not in the business. Let me tell you, this is better than the one he did at the Clash, though. Man, he how makes, bad? He, Fuck. He, don't, at the Clash, he's, he's cutting the promo, and... Ric Flair just got tired of waiting him to make his point, and he just cut him off, and just Rick just started getting his stuff in because he got tired of it. It was it was it was really bad. Doc and I were like, I thought Doc would bury it more than he did, but we were like, damn. And then what happened was it was so bad that they allowed him to come back and try to restate what he was saying, which was you know uh-huh. about him being a referee. And the second time was a little better, but it just it wasn't. It wasn't good. It was terrible. So he must have played it. football with Tully. That's how they did this. Because he's got a, a West Texas State hat on. I didn't even catch that, but you're right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Because I mean Tully probably played for West Texas ten years. He's probably what, thirty here? Somewhere around that. So he he probably played for him ten ten years ago. Maybe more than that when he was in college. Right, or knew him through the program. Right. I didn't even think of that, but I'm looking at the hat. You're right. WTSU is on his hat. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. Maybe so. If anybody out there knows, uh, send that to at SMU Heavyweight on Twitter. <laughs> Give him a heads up. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep going. We're going to get an update right now. It's pretty quick uh, from uh, about Jimmy Garvin. So JR and Tony Schiavone are going to give us an update on Jimmy Garvin, who, remember, he's got a, uh, a broken leg, we believe. Here it is. So people say that for 10 years during the decade of the 80s that the San Francisco 49ers were the best team in the NFL. Well, we'll find out. John Ayers, left guard of the San Francisco 49ers for 11 years, one of the greatest in the sport. Now, Jim Ross, let's come on in here and let's talk about a situation that we saw not too long ago. As a matter of fact, last week, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and the leg. And uh, there has been a situation this week that there's been an operation on the left leg of gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Well, Jimmy Garvin did uh, have to have some surgery, and the leg was broken, and uh, a few more uh, complications that uh, will not make public at this point in time. Obviously, uh, Jimmy Garvin does plan to return to wrestling, so his injury will just say he has been hospitalized. He's progressing quite well. But I think the thing that John Ayers and the other people, the attitude that we have here is the fact, let's settle these things in the ring. Out here on the concrete floor, in a parking lot like we saw at Miami Mayhem, there's no place for that in wrestling whatsoever. So what we'd like to do right now, ladies and gentlemen, is go back last week and, and let you see exactly what happened if you missed it last week involving Jimmy Garvin and see that it was a perpetrated attack by right. Kevin Sullivan. He orchestrated the whole thing, and he's going to be joined by with David Crockett here right after we see this. Okay, I love this because JR was like, look, we saw it. His leg is broken. He did have to have surgery. But I love JR saying, Come on, guys. We gotta we gotta settle these things in the ring. We can't do this stuff on the outside like this. This is ridiculous, and that's that. So, Harper, what do you think about the update they gave and confirming that Garvin does have a broken leg based on what we're he fucking broke his leg, man. 
What it the looks fuck? good. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, he really and looks Stink, like he broke his leg. And Sting dresses like a fucking dork. What are you talking about? Oh, bro, bro look at this shit, bro. <laughs> Watch what, what? What the fuck is he wearing? He got that's the that is the nineteen eighties late eighties twelve that's, thirteen year old outfit. Yeah, I, I mean that's the kind of shit like I wore when I, I was th- that age. How old were you in nineteen eighty eight? I was in a uh, at this time. This is in September. Yes, I, I was uh, eleven. Okay, you just answered my question. That's the 11, 12, 13-year-old kid's outfit right there. He's got the t-shirt That's what I'm on saying. those stupid but shorts. But he's a grown-ass man. But he's for the kids is what I'm saying. His whole thing was a kid gimmick at that time with the screaming and the howling. That was, that was all for the kids. He's wearing some ruse. <laughs> I can't tell, man. <laughs> Remember the ruse. <laughs> I had some ruse. I almost I bought too. some. I saw him. who who was the the shoe store that that uh, recently went bankrupt that was around forever. Shoe Town. Oh no! Like no! Like pay. Uh, uh, they had pay less, and it was a, the Rack shoe room? source. The, the shoe, shoe source. Department? It was one of them, and apparently. They must have bought the rights to Ruse because they only sold them there. Wow. And I was going to buy a pair. But they were like 40 fucking dollars, bro. For Ruse? I said, y'all fucking crazy. I can go get good Academy and get like a pair of fucking Nikes for fucking $40. And if you want some knockoff shoes, just buy some, some no-name champions or whatever they sell at yeah. Academy for 20 bucks. Bro, fuck that. God damn. I mean Walter Payton, uh, he's 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 to do commercials for him. Well, they're gonna in in uh, world cl- world class WCW is gonna have him as a sponsor soon. Remember when they had him yeah. on the, um on a ring corner post? I mean that's what I'm saying. Where's this ruse at? I don't know. Ruse was still pretty popular at this time. I mean Walter Payton had the ruse in like I think he had that sponsorship in like eighty five, eighty six, or something like that. Yeah. So it's not like too far past that point. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. All right. Uh, let's keep going, though. We uh, up, it, it, Did you want to say anything else about Garvin's, uh, the update on him, though? No, I mean, it It looks believable. So when they tell yeah. you his fucking leg's broken, it's like, okay, we see why. Look at this shit. Yeah, I agree. Let's go now to Kevin Sullivan, who this is, who was grinning and cheesing with David Crockett right now after they replayed Garvin getting his leg broken. Here it is. Brave man beat up a woman. Brave man attack a man that goes to help his woman. Let me tell you something. I'm brave, all right, and I agree what everybody is saying. Let's settle this in the ring. Next week, if Gavin wants to wrestle me, I'll wrestle there right there. Return match in the ring, David Crockett. Now, how's he going to do it? You heard. Maybe he had he... an operation on his leg, right? <laughs> Using this. Mm- Right on his leg to break it? Maybe he can hop down here. I make things my own way. You see, when I jump somebody on the floor outside the ring, it's a horrible act. It's a violent act. But if Dusty Rhodes goes into a lobby and beats up a former NWA champion and cracks his ribs, it's okay. It's Dusty. 
Well, let me tell you, Dusty Rhodes, I don't care if it's a bar in Daytona Beach or in your pickup truck in Allen, Texas. Don't mess around with me outside the ring because I want to defend myself, David, in front of anybody that wants to mess around with me outside the ring. I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can do it without help. I can do anything I want, and I proved it that I get rid of Gavin. Now, Dusty Rhodes, you are the flagship of the NWA. Anytime there's trouble, everybody calls for you. Well, Dream, I've known you a long time. And I know you ain't as pure as the driven snow. I know there's evil things with you. But when I put this collar on your neck, I know I'm gonna get a beating. You see, and I'm gonna get whipped, and I'm gonna get welted. And I like that, Dusty Rhodes. I want you to welt me real hard because I get chills up and down my spine. Because when I welt you, you know what they say all about payback, Dusty? <laughs> Jimmy Galvin, I get a card to send you, by the way. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from Kevin Sullivan. Coming up next, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. We're going to find out what he has to say about Kevin. You know, Sullivan makes a point right there. He he talks about how, you know, when he breaks someone's leg, it's bullcrap. But when Dusty does it, it's okay. Exactly. That's and bullshit. Du- not, with, not that Dusty... Well, anyway, the point being, Dusty came out and assaulted a man with a bat. So it's like, hey, look, Dusty Rhodes can do it. Why can't I? And I know Dusty went away and came back as the as the Midnight Rider, blah, 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 all that stuff. But point of being is he technically got away with it. And that, that that's what I meant. But what did, what, what did you have from this? I was thinking the same thing. I mean, what you saying that that's not true. Dusty does it. He, he's a hero. I do it. I'm an asshole. No lies detected. Yeah. I do like how Sullivan... <laughs> He was being a great heel. He tells Jimmy Garvin to come hop to the ring next week. <laughs> That's rubbing it in. You done broke a man's leg on national television, and you're going to tell him to hop to the ring. That's being a heel. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, let's go to Dusty Rhodes, who still can't seem to no-sell the fucking crowd. Here it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one true statement Kevin Sullivan made. The flagship of the National Wrestling Alliance, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Look back here! My brother's going crazy! I want to address something first of all! That is Kevin Sullivan and what you did to Jimmy Garvin! You're gonna pay for me 20 times over! I am the flagship of the National Resident Alliance! I am the American Dream! Don't call around my neck! Every ring in this country! You're gonna pay the dues that are coming to you! Cause I am the baddest of the bad! Woo! You know it! And then David! I got a problem. Come over here with me. All right, all right. I need, excuse me, woman. I got to make apology. My mama told me to apologize to somebody. She said last week, I come out here and call somebody ugly and fat and everything. She said, son, look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> She say, find a little good in everybody. So I say, maybe I didn't get a good look, mama. So I brought some help this evening. 
I'm going to take a look now for mama just to make sure if I was right or wrong. I can see this good. Now, I believe she's sitting right over here. Let me just look. The American Dream, Dusty Rose. Let's go to action. I love this. Top fucking baby face making fun of fat people in a crowd. That's nice. Looks at the woman again with his glasses on and runs away like he just saw Will the Beast. <laughs> That's dirty. Come on. He's just having fun. He ain't having fun. He's mad because somebody's booing him and he can't take it. <laughs> Come on, Dusty. That's just great. <laughs> yeah, it is now. <laughs> you gotta no sell the crowd, man. If you're a baby face and somebody's booing you, you gotta do your best to just completely avoid it. Yeah. Don't just don't. Oh man. That's like a, let me tell you what that. That's like a heel that's getting cheered for doing something quote unquote cool, and then the heel turning to the crowd and and yakking it up. With the crowd. Yeah. I'm sure people cheer you, Harper. I know yeah. they do. Because they see some of the stuff you do, and it's like, oh, God, he's funny. He's cool. And But you should never acknowledge that and go, you see, at least we got an intelligent one here. Yeah. Uh, people I love me. Of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. One of the patrons, uh, Chris Cepeda, who, was, uh, who did a patron show with me, uh -huh. He said, uh, he said, he said, you know, people want Morgan Freeman to narrate their life. He's like, no, I need hard body Hopper to narrate my life. <laughs> life with me. <laughs> Cause you know how like you'll cut those videos for wildcat. It's like, yeah. like the Christmas show. And then you're like, and then, and then I know there's nobody outside the car approaching the car, but you got, Oh shit. Don't come over here. Oh God, please don't come talk to me. No, <laughs> someone was coming over. No, no, they weren't. Yeah, I don't some believe fucking you. Chick. You were overselling it. <laughs> no, there was. I'm sitting there. And I was like, I know that chick. And I was like, oh gosh, she comes to the shows. And I was like, man, don't come over here. Just don't. Just keep walking. Don't come to my fucking car. She kept going. She kept going. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did you have from Dusty here, besides the fact that he can't no sell anything? I thought it was funny. It was entertaining. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's 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 some funny stuff, man. I just he's <laughs> okay. And for the non patrons out there, you're just listening to it. He put his glasses on, and that's when he realized how ugly and fat she was, and that's when he ran away. To give you the visual of it, which was great. Good stuff. I, I wonder if she started crying. Uh, that's pretty. Brutal, man, because the studio crowd is pretty intimate. So you just yeah. walk up and you're like looking at this broad like, oh, God, you're ugly. You know, I bet afterwards you probably gave her uh, an autograph 8 by 10 or something. I bet you he didn't. No, whoa. I bet you he didn't. That's nice. I know. I know. All right. We'll keep going. The Russian assassin, uh, if you're watching on Patreon, defeated Keith Steinborn. Uh, we go straight from that to a Paul Jones and Russian Assassin promo. Now, we're not going to play it, but Jones talks about what they did to Ivan Koloff at the Clash. Uh, after the promo, they they also throw it to a replay from the Clash. 
of what happened after Morton defeated Ivan in the Russian chain match at the Clash. Uh, remember, you can po- become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and get access to that if you want to listen to Doc and I's review of it. It was actually a pretty fun clash, I thought, and that match was something else with the Russian chain. Uh, but yes, Ivan loses the match, and basically Paul Jones kicks him out, and a bunch of shenanigans go down. In a nutshell, um, Ivan is now a babyface. Harper, did you have any thoughts from the replay that they played? Because you weren't on the clash with us, so uh, you got any thoughts from it? I mean... I love that shit as a kid when they would when a heel would turn on his manager and turn face. You mean a heel would turn on one of his guys? Yeah. I did too. I thought I, I I'm trying to remember the trying to remember my favorite one. I don't know if I really have a favorite, but at the end of the day, that's true. When whenever you saw a guy who you felt was getting kind of mistreated or not being appreciated and hit his manager or his, or the stable turned on him. Yeah. You really did kind of like him that much more, didn't you? Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good one that happened though. Like that was real, real. I mean, I can, I know there's a bunch of them out there, but I'm trying to think of ones that's like a, a most memorable. Mm, can you think of any? Uh, maybe when Andre turned on Bobby Heenan, uh, fuck. But but it, it it was one of those things where it's like when it did happen, you were like, you were like, wow, you know, I can't believe this idiot just did this. So yeah, I, you're like, okay, yeah, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. All right, and then you're like, get him back, get him back. You know, he's yeah. pretty bad. And they and they um they did Ivan wrong here, man, because they 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 hang him, which you know they're Russians and there's there's a big chain, so why not? But this was, uh, yeah, we got two Russian assassins now. Uh, Hopper, I said this a few weeks ago. Do you know who the second one is? No. Jack who Victory. Damn. All right. So here's Ivan getting hung, and that's that. So, all right. Jack any Victory. Other, any other thoughts on Ivan and Morton and the replay that they showed us? No. I'm tired of looking at Russians. <laughs> Get used to it because they're going to be around for a little while. J.J. Dillon cuts a promo. It was meat and potatoes. Nothing outlandish. I thought it was solid. I don't have anything from it. Hopper, did you? Uh-uh. All right, and you'll see why I'm, I'm skipping that one in a second because J.J. is going to come back out with Barry in a second. We got the Sheep Herders. They defeat Eddie Sweat and Rick Allen. Hopper, any thoughts on that match? No. All right. So with that said, we'll go to the next promo, which is Barry Windham and J.J. Dillon. Let's hear what Barry's got to say as he's going to talk about Ron Simmons. Oof, let's see what's going on here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, he's big, he's strong, he's the United States heavyweight champion, Barry Windham. But how long will you stay the United States heavyweight champion? I mean, you look at, look at Sting, he's out there, he's fired up, he's got the stamina, right? He's got the experience and the strength. So are you asking a question or are you telling me? I'm asking a question. <laughs> I'll tell you what. For as many times as I have come out here, I have walked out with this championship every time since I said I would get it. And let me tell you what, Sting. You, Dusty Rhodes, Ron Simmons, anybody that wants to can try for this championship because it is something that I earn. Now, I'm standing out here all by myself because it is something that I keep on my own. Sting, you've learned. Dusty Rhodes, you've learned. Ron Simmons wants to learn. Let me tell you something, Ron. Just because they retired your jersey doesn't mean anything to me. I will retire your wrestling career if you try to 
come into the ring and take this championship because I am the man that holds the championship and will for quite some time. Sting, you can continue for as long as you want because you know better than anybody else out there that I can beat you. The championship belongs to me and that's the bottom line as far as any of it goes. Do you have any more questions? No more questions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a very confident man. United States Heavyweight Champion, Barry Windham. Now let's go to the ring. Ricky Morton and Brad Armstrong. Well, Ron, uh, Barry was a little short on words there, but he told Ron Simmons, I don't care if FSU, FSU retired your jersey, I'll retire you from wrestling. Uh, he actually given Ron a little bit of credibility to hear uh, the fact that he mentioned them, in my opinion. Yeah. What did you have from it? Is he going to work an angle with him? Well, we'll have to stay tuned and see. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember either. To be honest with you, um, I don't. I do not recall. Uh, just one of those things. Um, I was kind of in and out during this time, so yeah. Uh, not. I didn't see this every single week back then. So yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. We'll see though. All right. Uh, we got Ricky Morton and Brad. Uh, do you have anything else, Hopper? Before we keep going. Nah. Ricky Morton and Brad Armstrong versus Agent Steele and the Menace. You asked about Robert Gibson a couple weeks ago or maybe yeah. even last week. And I was like, I can't remember if he got hurt or he left or what the deal was. So longtime listener of ours, Robert Silver, he did reach out to me. Gibson left. Uh, and that's why he's not here. Oh. He like left the company? Uh yes. So that's Damn. why and that's why that's why you're not hearing any mentions of him or anything. It's like, you know, they kind of want you to just forget about him. Where'd he go? Uh, Continental or something? I don't know where the hell he went. Silva, Silva will tell me. He'll 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 message me. I really don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're still, you know, we're still four years from him showing up in in Smoky Mountain at this point because he's supposed yeah. to be ninety two. Uh, very first match in Smoky Mountain history is him versus Killer Kyle. So there you go. And those were taped in ninety one. So. Um, yeah, there's that. So actually, and those were no, those were late '91. So it'd have been it'd have been about three years from this point. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he went and what he was doing. I can I have an idea, but I don't want to say it because I, I I'm if I'm wrong, I'll get uh, 40 emails and uh, 30 mentions on Twitter uh, telling me. Hey, they go to rehab? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I, no, no, I, no, no. You guys, no. I fixed. <laughs> what an he asshole! Lynn, he went to Lynn Crafters. He went to Texas State Optical Hopper. Is that what he did? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Nothing. Why are you making fun of that man's eyes? I like his eye. Can you imagine him and Morton in a, in a rock and roll van? How does he see what he's doing? I've always... A friend of mine's mom was like that. And I used to wonder, like... I mean, what's the other eye doing? Is it like... Is it looking at... Is it like looking at the same thing, but it's just sideways? Google it. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're trying to say. It's yeah. like like people with normal two eyes, they look straight ahead and they see. Right. It's like, so somebody who's got that is the one eye. Focusing focus on, on the same on, target. <laughs> is the other eye that's kind of wonky still focused on the same thing and how does that yeah. mess up the person's vision is what you're saying right or, I mean, it because that's kind of throw you off when you're doing some banging right i mean it's gotta be <laughs> you think it's a hindrance or anything oh uh, i don't know 
Can they drive a car? Yeah, well, I've been in. Oh, okay. He 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 drove a minivan that I was in one time, so That's I'm nice. gonna assume you can drive legally like that. <laughs> I wonder if there's a. No, That's we're making fun. <laughs> That's fucked up. Is right. You're an asshole. You know that. <laughs> Grow up. Fucking wall-eyed. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> what are you? Would his brother like that? No, huh? Nah, nah, I don't think he was. I mean, I never paid attention, but I, I don't think he was, no. Uh, he's a nice dude. We shouldn't make fun yeah. of him. You're an asshole. Yeah, it's you. you when it got started. All right, uh, any other thoughts on Ricky Morton and Brad Armstrong versus Agent Steele in The Menace? Uh, uh-uh. Morton and Armstrong um, get the win. Okay. Uh-uh. Let's go to Ric Flair. He's going to come out. He has got a hell of a promo he's about to cut. So we never skip Ric Flair promo. So here that is. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest world heavyweight champion ever. Who is it? The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. The one and only. Now the match. Lex Luger and Ric Flair. John Ayers, special referee. So, Rick, it's going to be an even match. You can truly say that when you beat him, you are number one. Well, David, let me just start out by saying, and I said this, Earlier in the week, it's a great honor for Ric Flair to say that he's in the same arena, in the same building, on the same playing field, especially in the same ring with an athlete the caliber of Big John Ayers. Now for all of you out there that don't realize this, one of the few enjoyments in my life that does not involve women is watching professional football. And John Ayers, as we've stated earlier, played 12 years in the National Football League. 12 years! He's financially successful and he's got the Super Bowl ring that says he was the very best at what he did. Well, Big John, I've got a Super Bowl ring too, and I wear it around my waist. It's called the World's Heavyweight Championship Belt. It's mine, and it says, Big John, whether you and your colleague Lex Luger like it or not, that I am the very best at what I do. And you know something? All you guys that play football, don't like guys like Ric Flair because number one, everybody sees me without a helmet and knows what a stud I am. I make more money (laughs) and I live a life second to none. So Big John, let's lay the ground rules down right now. You're a great football player and I'm the best wrestler of all time. So Big John, whatever David Crockett's family, the National Wrestling Alliance, whatever they're paying you, pal, brother, I'm glad you're there. Because when it's all over, I can look at all my friends and say, well, I carried two guys from the NFL for any amount of time or as long as it lasts. The bottom line is, pal, I'm not Lawrence Taylor, and I'm not Randy White. I'm not Reggie White. I'm Ric Flair, and I play the game by my rules. 
So if you get my way, Big John Ayers, <laughs> don't turn your back on me, pal, because I'll clip you, I'll stick my finger in eye, and if Luger thinks he's ready to become the world's heavyweight champion because he's got you to reinforce him, he's got another thing coming. Luger, this is your second shot, special referee. Everything's in your court. So please, big man, remember, there's four of us, and now there's two of you. So John Ayers, be ready, big man. Lex Luger, you, my friend, are taking the final step towards stardom. The final step, and I don't care where it is, you've got to beat Ric Flair, as I've said so many times in the past, to be the man. <laughs> You've got to beat the man. And Luger, why don't you ask John Ayers? Ask him one time when you got him all alone. Ask him what it's like walking down that tunnel after a Super Bowl season. Ask him what it's like the next year walking the other way without that ring. I'm not going to be in that category, pal. I've lost that title on four occasions, and I'm not losing it again. Bottom line, Luger, diamonds are forever, and so is Ric Flair. Got it? All right, ladies and gentlemen, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. Now let's go to the ring. I thought that was good, Harper. What'd you think? Yeah, it was fucking great. It was Flair fucking flexing his fucking promo muscle. He said one of the few enjoyments I have in life besides women is it's watching, watching pro football. And I thought, That's like me. I thought, what? Well, that sounds like Harper. Uh, yeah. Women women in broads and, and professional football. Um, I'll take you know, that. I mean, his broads are tens. Uh, yours are Come on. nine and a halfs. Yeah, about nine and three quarters. Nine and three quarters, okay. Um, actually, he just described Doc too, but Doc's broads are ones, and oh wow, that yeah, that's fucked. He's up. married. Yeah, that's true too. Fuck. Yeah, that's messed up. I shouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> yeah. But that was a good promo. I liked Rick right there. Uh, he said he tells. Well, I like that he told John Ayers, this special referee, I respect you. But don't get in my way, pal. I thought that was a real yeah. good way of putting it. Uh, did you hear when he said I, the football players, they kind of envy him because he gets to strut around without a helmet on and show off his face and they don't? Yeah. I thought that was good. I really like that part of it. What were you about to say? I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, he's he, he's saying, you know, I get to show off how fucking great I am. People get to see me. And that shit's true. Mm-hmm. Like, football players, uh, I mean, like, the, the stars back in the day were obviously in the 80s known, but, man, I guarantee you, you and I have been Saints fans since the 80s. You, yeah. You ask even, you ask the average Saints fan, though, you know, about anybody besides, you know, let's say mid-80s Dome Patrol and and Bobby Bear or, 
you know, you start getting deep into that roster, I guarantee you people might be like, oh, yeah, I remember that name. I couldn't tell you what that person looked like. Yeah. That's I mean, one of the reasons why they say soccer is so big around the world, because you, you can see them. Same thing for basketball, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but I, I agree. Soccer is the, the number one sport in the world if you rank it worldwide. But, yeah, so, I mean, I can see that. Right, because you can always see the person. I mean, it's very... Mm-hmm. It ain't look you, like you. That's another point, too. You're right. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be six foot ten, six foot nine, yeah. six foot five. With football, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a huge man. Um, that's true. I didn't think about it like that. That's true. Any other thoughts on Ric Flair? I thought that was solid. How long was that? About five minutes? Five. It was five seconds. It was four minutes and 55 seconds. Damn. You know how hard that is to go out there and talk for four minutes straight? Yeah, no, huh? That was really good. Really, I mean, I don't want, like, I think we should make the point, I'm glad you said that, that one of the things that makes that so good is how long he talked without messing up and without losing his, you know, thought process. He just flowed from, from point to point. Yeah. Good stuff. Up next, we got a match. It's Mike Rotunda and Rick Steiner. They defeat David Isley and Larry Stevens. I don't have anything from it. Harper, do you? No. The next match is then Dr. Death Steve Williams, who defeats Don Valentine. I don't have anything from that one. Uh, no, Harper, that guy sucked. God. I was trying to get to it. It's terrible. Yeah. It's freezing up now on the... um. Let's see. It, it was very, very short. He... I don't know if that guy knew what he was doing. No, he kind of bumped for him, but he just didn't sell. He's just kind of, uh. You see him late? <laughs> uh. Look, watch this. <laughs> uh. Right, his fucking legs should stay there. He's not even selling. Look. <laughs> yeah, right. What the fuck's he doing? <laughs> oh, I just realized that Dr. Death like this shithead does not have a clue. Yeah. Did you see the look on his face? Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? Look, he don't know. He really don't. He don't know, and then Dr. Death just starts doing amateur wrestling on him, and the guy's lost. That guy has no clue. (laughs) None. Oh, boy. He was lost. All right. Yeah, that guy was clueless. Uh, Dr. Death does cut a promo after it. I really don't have any notes from it. Did you have anything from it, Hopper? No. Same old shit. Fucking Sooners. The, the fucking Orange Bowl, whatever, bro. I heard JR say something interesting about him this week related to his time in the NWA when, you know, UWF was bought out. Yeah. J- JR was talking about, you know, what if, if you remember, he came in with the UWF belt, but they pretty much uh, killed the belt pretty quickly. You remember that? Yeah. So JR was just saying, like, man, what if they would have like put some steam behind him and let him work with work against Flair? Like for a year straight, they they put some steam behind him, let him keep that belt, and then you know him as champion and then Flair as champion wrestled, and I guess you can call it unified in the belt, but really it would have yeah. been it just would have meant the UWF belt would have went away and whoever won is the true champion. Um, that probably would have done better because I honestly they didn't do. N- like, let me ask you, what have they done with him since he came in? Nothing. He was in a tag team with Nikita for a half an hour. It's just, he hasn't done anything. 
just floundered around, man. Yep. And why yeah, was that, pro- that shitty match at fucking Barry Windham? That at, was Starcade. Was that? Yeah, Starcade. Last year, '87. It was. It just was like what? It was Babyface versus Babyface. It just was. It had no oomph to it. It was no sizzle to that steak. It just was there. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, it was something else. All right, so next we go to Nikita Koloff. He cuts a promo. He's I'm not playing it. He's calling Morton Punky Morton again. And yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. He he makes it sound like he and Morton are gonna go wrestle Paul Jones as the Russian assassins. I, it sounds like you can't wait for that, Hopper. Great man, can't wait. <laughs> Rock it out, brother. Fuck. That's what I thought you were about to say. <laughs> there he is. Uh, let's see. Look at that face. Um, all right. So then after that, after Nikita cuts his promo, Larry Zabisco defeats Tony Suber, and we haven't seen that? Larry. We haven't seen him in a while. And guess what, Hopper? Did you notice he has something you, you frequently ask about? That's what I was wondering. Does he have the belt? And they said he's been quietly defending it around the country. I told you. That belt ain't dead yet. It's just not on TV. What happened to Baby Doll? Where is she at this point? I don't even know, to be honest. I don't remember. But that's right. She was with him, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Last time we saw him. And she was but- taller than, than, than fucking he was. She was taller. All right. Any other thoughts on Larry Zabisco defeating Tony Super here? Uh-uh. Okay. Let's go now to another promo. We got Gary Hart and a run-in from Ron Simmons. I thought this was good, so I've got to get get marked up to it. Give me a second, and here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Hart. He has the doll color. Gary, week after week, you've been asking somebody to come out and challenge for this doll color on television have a specific reason for doing this. I want the nation to have an opportunity to know what Dusty Rhodes has got himself into. Week after week, I hear all these wrestlers coming out here and talking about how they want to make it, how they want to be number one. And for two weeks in a row, no one's come forth. So that proves to me that it's nice to talk about being someone. But when it comes down to actually stepping forth and doing it, you don't have the guts. Prime example, a great young athlete in the wrestling business, Ron Simmons, former football star, collegiate and professional. Not long ago, today, I heard him stand before you and talk about all he wanted was an opportunity to prove himself. Well, Ron Simmons, you don't want that opportunity too bad. Because if you did, you would come out here and give the nation. Well, look who it is. Welcome to my world, Ron Simmons. You know something? I've been coming out and sitting back there for the past two weeks, listening to you lip off about nobody being man enough to accept your challenge in this dog collar match. Took you two weeks to get the Let me lay something on you. The American dream lives in all of us. It lives in all these people out here. It lives in all those hundreds of thousands of people out there by TV land, mm-hmm. no matter what color they may be. Mm-hmm. So what are you here for, to talk, or are you going to accept the challenge? Let me tell you something. Word. Bottom line is, you want a man for your dog collar match That's next right. week right here on, on the Superstation, baby, where you got it. Here he stands right here. Do you here. realize what you're getting yourself into? Do you realize what you're playing with? 
I know exactly what I'm getting into, what I've been looking did. forward to ever since I signed that contract with the NWA. Did Dusty Rhodes shove you out that door? Did you get the guts up all by yourself? Baby, I know what I'm getting into. You I hope told your me. man knows what oh, he's getting into. Oh, don't you worry. We ripe and ready for you. We are ripe and ready. Ron Simmons going to be a big star for one week. Next week, we're going to stretch him out and strip the hide from his skin. Ooh. Mm. That's let's go to the ring. do big things in big ways, dude. All right, let's go to the ring and Al Perez. Homer, what did you think about that? I thought it was great. I did too. <laughs> I mean, normally when that happens, the heel manager kind of cowers away and all. He's like, he's like, welcome to my world, motherfucker. It took you two weeks. And he's Gary Hart. He's not the type of manager that really would back up, though. Yeah. He's, you know what I mean? He, he, Gary Hart was, I, I don't know how to explain it. He, he was a, he wasn't a cowardly manager. He wasn't the no. weasel, you know, he wasn't Jimmy Hart. He wasn't, yeah. He wasn't these oh, Akbar. And Akbar was a wrestler before he was a manager, but he, he wasn't like that. But he, he wasn't, when he, he just, that wasn't his thing to cower away. He was, he, he was, he came off as a badass, even as a manager, but he was, I, and what I liked about it was when he said, did you get up the nerve to come out here or did Dusty Rose give you permission <laughs> to? Like, did, did you catch that? Yeah. Or did Dusty Rose push you out? Right, right. You know, like, I thought that was really good when he did that. So, I don't know. I, I really don't have a lot to say other than say that was a solid promo from both of them. Yeah, it was. I mean, it kind of makes you, like, if you, you know, if you think about this episodically, in my opinion, it makes you look at it and go, Huh, I got to tune in next week, man. They're talking about Ron Simmons going to have a dog collar match or a chain yeah, match. Yeah, for real, huh? Yeah, that's not, that not a big a, deal. Yeah, not a hook set. So, good stuff. Anything else from it, Hopper? No, I mean, it was fucking great. Yeah, it was. Al Perez defeats Mike Justice during the match. This Mike Justice guy, I'm going to rewind it so we can kind of watch it again, Hopper. Kevin Sullivan is beating his ass on the floor with a chain. That hurts me looking at it. What did you think yeah. about that? He's fucking whipping that guy. Bro, that's not no, like, you know, 50 cent chain either. Yeah. It's one of them big old, uh, I don't even know what they what to call it. I mean, it's like one of those big Russian chains, and he's, he's yeah, hitting with the end of it. Yeah, a fucking chain. Shit. All right, but good stuff there from... Um, from uh, Sullivan and, and Perez. Uh, again, Al Perez defeats Mike Justice there. Any other thoughts from the match before I go to the last promo, Hopper? Nah. All right, so let's uh, let's get this thing queued up. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, there they are. Kevin Sullivan's got the dog collar around his neck. Gary Hart and Al Perez. You see, the thing is, Kevin Sullivan's had this dog collar around his neck many times, Dusty Rhodes. Many times, Ron Simmons. He had it around his neck with Perez on the other end. He had it around his neck with Steiner on the other end. He had it around his neck with Rotundo at the other end. Next Saturday, here on TBS, the nation will have an opportunity to sit back and watch exactly what a dog collar is all about. And the reason I wanted the dog collar on national television, I want everybody in the nation to know what Dusty Rhodes is in for. Now, Ron Simmons has finally stepped forth. Took you two weeks, brother, to get your nerve up. 
took you two weeks of Dusty Rhodes in your ear saying, you can do it, you can do it, you Gary. can do it. You can't do it. Gary, I want to say one thing. Ron Simmons, I'm saying this to you from the bottom of my heart. At one time in my life, when I was an impressionable athlete, I believed in the American dream. I believed that if you worked hard, you could work your way up. Well, brother, I've listened to your interviews for two weeks, and you sound like a white Dusty Rhodes. You sound so hunky. You sound so hunky. Nobody on the street could believe a word you're saying. So now, Ron Simmons, as Gary Hart said, you are coming into the real world, Ron Simmons. And what's going to happen to you, Ron Simmons, is you're going to learn the same way I did that the American dream is nothing but a lie. The only way you get ahead in this life, Ron Simmons, is not to step forward and take dusty roadside. The only way to get ahead, Ron Simmons, is to cheat, lie, and steal. And well, all three of us have done plenty of that. And brother, the way you look, you should be sitting on our side. You said that the American dream is all colors. But the cash in my pocket is strictly green. Ooh, and I can use it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, next week, Kevin Sullivan and Ron Simmons. Listen, tomorrow night, 6.05, NWA main event. Tune in for that. Oh, Harper. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on this? I love when fucking Al Perez is fucking around and Gary Hart's like, no, stop, bro. When he goes and puts the, the collar on fucking uh, David Crockett. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, dude. You see fucking Gary Hart's like, stop. Let me see. Was it at the beginning of it? I don't remember. It was it, it was during a promo. Okay. I'll have to pay attention. I got it playing out in the background. Um, I laughed at Sullivan calling Ron Simmons a white Dusty Rhodes. That's nice. Called him a honky. A honky ass Ron that's, Simmons. That's messed up. That is fucked up. Why would he do That's foul, bro. Come on. Grow up. I mean, seriously. Can we grow up sometime? Yeah. <laughs> can we stop acting like children? No. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Alright. I thought that was good. Hey, again, teasing the Next week in the chain match that you have to stay tuned and we'll see if it happens. So yeah, fuck, dude. Show up because you know you're you may get a. I mean, I know we had a a chain match on free TV in the Clash uh, with Ivan and Ricky Morton, but now we may have a another free chain match. So you'll have to stay tuned to tomorrow. I'm sorry, next week Saturday night and see if it goes down. Let's okay. Would you do it? Let's. I think it's. You think it's coming up when he puts? Yeah. Uh huh. It's it's when Calvin Sullivan's talking. So Gary Hart gives Al Perez a chain. They're they're plotting back there. Look at him. What are mm -hmm. they doing? Okay, Al Perez. Al Perez is looking and thinking. Look. Yeah, watch, watch. They get, look, watch Gary Hart's like, bro. <laughs> so it's fucking stop. Stop playing. <laughs> look at Gary Hart's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking evil. Oh, all right. Uh, all right, Hopper. Any other thoughts as that's how we are going off of this week's episode, as you can tell? Nah. 
All right, so we need to rate this thing. Uh, before we do so, I want to remind everyone, please use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. So please use that link each and every time you purchase something on Amazon. Also, I mentioned the Clash of Champions a bunch of times during this episode. And to get access to that, you need to go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You get access to the World Clash shows, the Clash of the Champions we've done, which is three now. We've done a couple of Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views that have happened in 1988. All of those are available at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. All right, Hopper, let's rate this episode. Uh, I didn't think this was bad. I, I it was I think it was fine. It started off kind yeah. of slow. Uh I give it a B plus. I was fine with it. Dusty popped me during his promo. Flair's promo was really, really good. And and then Ron Simmons and Gary Hart was really good. So I'm gonna give it a B plus. What are you gonna give it? A B. All right. So a solid B? Uh-huh. All right. So now we also have to rate it. Um this is hard because uh, I feel like I feel like we'll give it to Flair, but if you do that, yeah. you're you're saying, oh, you know, he always gets it. But I feel like I have to give it to him, so I'm gonna give it to Rick. It's gotta be, huh? He went I, like almost five minutes. Not just, I mean, like, so I'll t- be honest. I thought about Simmons and Gary Hart because I thought that was really good chemistry that they had with the chain match challenge and Gary Hart messing with Ron Simmons and saying, what did Dusty push you out here? Or did you have the courage to come out here on your own? Yeah. I thought that was good, but so he maybe gets an honorary Rolex, but I got to get my Rolex to Rick. Yeah. Are you feeling the same? Yeah. It's gotta be fucking Rick. All right. So there you go. So Rick Flair gets the Rolex uh, from both of us. And on the rating, I am giving it a B plus Harper gives it a B uh, Harper. Before we get out of here, has the uh. next wildcat show been announced already? No. Okay. All right. I couldn't remember uh, if uh, if we knew when it was going down yet. It will be good to know, though, when it's happening. And everyone who keeps asking me, I promise as soon as I know. What? X-rated? I have a line to the promoter. Like, I don't know. we know each other on a first-name basis, so to say. When he tells Harper and I when X-rated is, you will know. Yes, I keep getting asked about X-rated, which is cool because that means people want to come down to New Orleans, spend money, get drunk with us, and all that good stuff. That's cool. So, as soon as we know, it's usually during the summer. Has it ever not been during the summer, Hopper? Like, but any time no. between June, July, or August? It's every summer. Right. I, I feel like it's been in August a few times, though. Yeah. This year it was in June, or last, you know what I'm saying, 2019 was in June. That felt, that felt like it's the earliest it's ever been. Mm, I don't think it's... Has yeah. it ever been in June before? I think it's mainly been in July and August. Right, right. This is the earliest, so... There you have it. Yeah. Uh, we will we will let you know as soon as we know. Hopper, you got anything else to plug before we get out of here? Nah, bro. Let's roll. Yeah, let's roll. We're going to get out of here. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, as always, for listening to us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BTT underscore podcast. Uh, go like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash booking the territory, all that good stuff. A couple of quick things also before I get out of here. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Mondays. Uh, classic and current stuff. It's a fun time nonetheless, so check them out. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. 
slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And also check out the ECW show on our Patreon feed and Mike Prue and JV's Bottom Line cast as well. That's all I got. Harper, I'm exhausted. I know you are too. Yeah. I have off tomorrow. You don't. Hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to give the patrons out there a special shout out. Thank you to all the patrons out there who make this show possible twice per week, each and every week, along with the patron content that we post uh, uh, as much as we can for you all. So thank you very much for being patrons. We appreciate it. It's it means the world to us. And uh, I just want to say thank you. I always do at the end of the show. And um, here's another time. Thank you very much for your support. Also, I want to give a special shout out to all of our Hall of Fame patrons out there. Isaac Pendley at Hey, it's Isaac on Twitter. Eagle underscore one. Kangol Fett. Lee Russell. MDQ for life. George Davis. Kevin Carter. Michael Angel. Bob Richards. Rocky Suazo. Christopher Champer. Will Harkey. Robbie Dyson. Rick Beebe. Brad Dunyfin. Tom Schlegel. Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase. Steve Malbasa. Kenny Byersdorf. Glenn Abbott, who's at GA Russell Nut on Twitter. Bobby Murray. Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. My boy Marlon. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Everybody on the Facebook group loves when I say that, I guess. Uh, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, S.V. Padgham, Bill Sasa, Big Rich, Allen at Spy Boy Sports Cap on Twitter, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny 21, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coatman822, Marty Howell, T Hog94, and God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame Patreon members. And remember, to become a patron, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon 
BTT. It is a great way to support this show and get tons of extra content. We've got over 200 patron-exclusive shows up on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. We've got the world-class shows, Mike Pru and JV, do an ECW show every two weeks. The World Class shows are every two weeks. we got the Clash of the Champions. We've done three of them to date. We've done two Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views to date. So there you have it. Tons of additional content. Along with our pre-shows, a lot of times we didn't do it. We, we, we don't do it every... I don't want to say we didn't do it this week, but we don't do a pre-show every single week. But oftentimes, Doc, Harper, or any combination of us will do a pre-show before cutting the main show. So there you have it. We like to do those, and we do the pre-shows. And those are also available only for Patreon members. So please consider joining. If nothing else, think about it like this. For four straight years now going on close to five we've kicked out at least one show a week and for the majority of that time for about three and a half years now we've kicked out two free shows per week so when you become a patron it helps support all the content that we've pushed out so thank you very much if you're a patron uh if not thanks for considering we appreciate that too uh, i think that's it it's uh, about time to get out of here so for myself hard body hopper and doc turner who's not here you know what hopper always says when we get out of here book it bitch